All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, if you're new here, my name is Dave, a uh, pastor, and uh, just want to say super, super excited to share this morning with you. Before I do, someone handed me these. Some of you are not going home unless you, uh, it's a farmer's insurance uh, little band and some black keys right here. All right, there we go. You're going home. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, so we are, we're, we're finishing up this series um, that we've uh, titled Note to Self, your role in establishing healthy relationships. And uh, before I dive right into the message, I'm going to talk uh, just real quick about one thing. Here on Sunday morning, the, the, we are basically a family. This is a, a, a group of people that comes together and uh, loves each other. That's what Jesus said. You got to come together and love each other. So for 14 years, K2 has been in existence for 14 years. And one of the things that's super important to us from day one we wanted anybody and everybody who would ever walk into this place to feel welcome. And I mean this with all my heart. We don't care what you believe or what you don't believe. We don't care how you live or how you don't live. I, the, the most beautiful thing about Jesus, right? So when Jesus came, he said he was the, actually the image of the invisible God. So we actually got to see what God would be like through Jesus Christ. And the coolest thing was he was called a friend of sinners, <laughs> He loved everybody, and he hang out with them. So I just want to say welcome to every single one of you, and you need to know this. Every one of you matters in this place to us. And now let me just flip the coin on that. Everyone matters here, okay? So I just want to bring up something that, that I've heard. So basically, if everyone matters, that means the person that you're sitting next to matters in this community, and for a while now, I've had, we have had, the leadership has had, a number of people come to us uh, here at K2 and to say, hey, Dave, we just need to let you know. I know you're up there on the stage, <clears throat> but there's a lot of conversation that actually is going on during your message or maybe during the worship. And so I asked, as we talked about this, we just said, all right, well, then let's talk about it, <laughs> right? We're a family. And so here's, here's what I want to let you know. Like, I, I just know that some, we're all wired so differently. It cracks me up. I live in Sugar House. Uh, the, the Coffee Garden Coffee Shop at 9th and 9th is the most famous little coffee shop. Everyone loves to go there. And it cracks me up because every table's right next to each other. That would drive me nuts to be sitting. I need to find a beans and brews where I can get in my, my, my uh, little booth right and hide away from everybody to focus. Because we're just different. I, I just need to let you know that as we're in here, there's a lot of different people in here. But if we're having conversation while the message is going on or while the worship's going on, it literally stops some people from even being able to hear what's going on. So because everyone matters in here, can I just ask us that during the worship, when we walk in these doors for this hour and 15 minutes, like this is like we just started off, man, this is where the Spirit of God is in this place and he's going to be speaking to us. Can we just high that, take that value and just lift up and say, Everyone matters in here. So while we're in here, we're just going to kind of keep our conversations. Well, we won't even have them until we get out of there. Y'all good with that? Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Um, the, se the second thing that happens is sometimes there's distractions that happen by getting up and moving around. Okay? Now, if you got to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. All right? <laughs> you don't stay in here. It's super uncomfortable. But I, I just know sometimes we, just the getting up and moving during the service, the same thing. It kind of just distracts people. And so, again, we just love to say once we come in here, 
Let's make this like a holy place. Let's, let's, let's really engage with God here and move here. If you have to get up and go, obviously do that. that that's totally fine, all right? But in light of that, here's another change that we're going to do. We've been watching this for months now, kind of watching how the traffic pattern happens in here. And just to let you know, um, after the service starts, pretty, you know, a few minutes afterwards, we're actually going to start closing those doors, okay? And uh, most everybody's in here by like five after or so. But if you come in a little bit after that, those doors are going to be closed. Our staff will be there. Our connections team will be there. There are actually some other uh, ways to come in the, uh, into the auditorium. You come up through the side and actually through the back. And it actually will be a little bit more, maybe less intimidating for you. <laughs> Instead of coming right into the middle while the service is going on, you'll be able to come up the back and you'll come down. And so just wanted to let you know, those are two different things that we're just saying that we want to help create this time that we're together to be the best it can be for everyone because everyone matters. All right? Awesome. Fantastic. Thanks, you guys, for, for loving each other, because that's really what we're doing through this thing. All right. We are ready now to dive into the day, okay? And we're going to start with this. Trees in autumn, you know, you could ask the tree, why are your leaves? <laughs> I can probably just close in prayer and we can go home, huh? <laughs> I mean, really, what, what a beautiful expression of what we're going to talk about today. Um, 
Today, note to self, understanding your role in healthy relationships. And what I'm going to talk about, because really what's beautiful in that, did you see how uncomfortable everybody was initially? And I can just be honest, if I'm in a coffee shop and a little kid comes up to me, I don't want to talk to them either, right? (laughs) I mean, come on, I just, you would, it was amazing, but it didn't take long at all. And now they're saying, that's the nicest thing I've heard all day. You've made my day today. Joy and life came in that moment. So if you and I are going to have healthy relationships, what's our role? And here's the title for today. You have to challenge yourself. You have to challenge yourself. And I am going, I'll just lay it out right now. I am going to, or I hope God actually is going to challenge you today. And here's your challenge. I'm going to challenge you to move. I'm going to challenge you to move. I'm going to challenge you to take some steps. 20,000 Americans were surveyed about loneliness. Nearly half of Americans report sometimes are always feeling lonely or left out. Now, and I, if that's true, then half of you in this room, that's half of you. Now, I'll be honest, in here in Utah, I've been here 15 years now. The biggest enigma to me, moving from Michigan to this place, was how many people are lonely. I talk to people all the time, even people who felt connected who, or who were with other people still had a sense of loneliness inside them. So, and, and here's the point, if that's you today, if you would say, I'm on that 50%, if you're lonely, here's the question, right? And this is true. Why is it so difficult to move into relationship? Because it is. It's really hard. So we're going to address that question today. But on the flip side, what would happen? I started thinking about this. What would happen if the other 50%, the people who weren't lonely, what if you moved? (laughs) What if you actually took steps and took actions like these little kids? What would happen? So we're going to talk a little bit today about how do we actually get into relationships? Because some of us, we don't have any healthy relationships because we actually aren't in relationship. But the second half of this is, when you're in a relationship, you, I'm going to challenge you today. God's going to challenge us today that you need to move in your relationships. Because again, in this, in this survey, two in five Americans, around 43%, said that they sometimes or always feel that their relationships are not meaningful. So even those of us who have relationships with people, sometimes they're not fulfilling. They're actually not healthy. And I think what what we're going to look at today is part of the reason is because nobody's actually moving. Nobody's taking initiative in these relationships. And here's what we're going to talk about today, okay? Here's our phrase, because if we're going to have healthy relationships, we're going to talk about love. And when you love, you move. I like, don't you know how they made that nice and big? I asked them to do that. That's our phrase. And I hope by the time you and I get out of here, you're going to believe this with all of your heart. When you love, you actually move. And this is true, right? Because every one of you who are married, few examples, all of you who are married in here, you know why you're married? Because somebody moved. Somebody took initiative. Somebody said, hey, you're worth actually getting to know. And you took the risk and you stepped out and you said hi, you sent a text, you, 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 whatever you did. You got together. Here's the other thing. Every good friend, think about a good friend that you have. 
the only reason you have that good friend is because somebody moved and somebody initiated. And if you're in a relationship right now that you would say it's healthy, this is a good, close relationship. You know why it's healthy? You know why you're close? Because somebody in that relationship is initiating. Somebody's initiating communication. Somebody's initiating time. Somebody is initiating, let's go do this together. Somebody's initiating in conflict resolution. Think about this with me just for a second. What does it communicate to you when somebody initiates with you? Out of the blue, you get a text from someone and they want to get together. Or they give you, does anybody call anybody anymore? I don't know if that happens. <laughs> or, but what does it communicate to you when somebody initiates with you? At the base level, it means, wow, somebody's thinking about me. Somebody desires to actually be with me. I must actually matter to them. We think that we might actually be valuable. It's an amazing, I'm serious. And this is true for me as much as you. I've had my whole day changed because somebody took initiative on a text with me. But then here's the other flip side. What does it communicate to you when somebody doesn't initiate? We don't hear from somebody. Now, the truth is you're just left to wonder. Because the truth is you have no idea. You have no idea why they didn't initiate with you. But you know what our minds do? Our minds go dark. And we think the reason they haven't contacted me is because they don't care. <laughs> because they don't desire to be with me. Because I'm not valuable to them. When the reality is, maybe they didn't initiate with you because they're just as scared as you are. <laughs> because most of us aren't initiating with somebody else and we're waiting for them to initiate with us. And then we think, why aren't they initiating with us? It's because for some reason, we're both not moving. Or maybe some people are just overwhelmed with their life and it actually isn't about you. <laughs> It's crazy. We think it's, oh, it's, they don't like me. It's like, no, man, their life is just, do you know what's going on with them? Because if you've initiated with them, sometimes I think it's because they're actually being like Jesus. <laughs> Did you guys know that Jesus didn't initiate with everybody? He couldn't. He's a, he was in the human flesh. He invited 12 guys to come and live life with him. And then he touched other people. Sometimes he'd heal somebody and the guy'd be like, I'm coming with you. And Jesus would go, no, you don't get to come with me. <laughs> So I don't know what it is, but here's what I do know. If you don't get initiated with, it makes you wonder and you don't know if they love you. And I want to tell you, man, I think this is super true in family, especially extended family. But here's the one thing you do know. If somebody does initiate with you, they're thinking about you. You matter to them. So I'm going to challenge you today to move to initiate, to let someone know today that they matter and that they're valuable to you. And I'm going to be super honest with you. I'm going to try. I try every week, but I'm going to be, this, this message has been extremely convicting to me this week. It's my own personal frustration because I actually do think it's possible to feel love for someone in your heart. Like I, I know for me, I know truly in my heart I have nothing but goodness. I have nothing but desire. And I feel like I can actually say, I love them. And yet, I haven't initiated. I haven't said it. I haven't acted it out. 
And there's no way that the people can actually know that. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Susie super challenged me on this a couple years ago. If there's no action, when you move, you love. And I have had this. I've had people who I know love me. I know they do, but I never hear from them. So it doesn't feel like they love me. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? So what do we got to do? If we're going to have healthy relationships, we can't be not initiating with each other, making the other person wonder if they do or not. Kerry Newhoff, is a, he's kind of a leadership guru. I get an email from him every day. He said this, a desire never acted on becomes a regret. And, I, and I, this summer when I was on my sabbatical, there was one day, and I, just, I was meditating, I was praying, I was trying to listen from God. And as I did, I remember sitting there thinking, you know what, every major issue that I'm struggling with in my life right now, I can look back and it's because I didn't move. I didn't move. Because when you love, you move. So I'm gonna challenge you today to move. I'm gonna challenge you to do it, and here's why. Because when you love, you move. So grab your notes, and then we're gonna start filling in some blanks now. And here's the first thing. I'm going to look at 1 John chapter 4, okay? So if you guys are Bible, you want to grab your Bible on your phone or pull it out, we're going to look at 1 John chapter 4. It's a long passage, so I'm not going to read all the way through it, okay? But it's chapter 4, verse 7 through 19. When I started thinking about this whole idea, and and I got this again because I, I was actually studying psychologists and people who study relationships, and they were actually trying to figure out what are the main hindrances to good, healthy relationships. And this is what they said. People don't move. People don't initiate. People don't actually go towards each other. So I'm like, all right, well, let's look at this. And then I looked at this passage, and here's, what I, here's where we're gonna, why we need to talk about this today. The first thing is because of this. The love of God moves. The love of God moves. Man, when we sang that song, right? When I, that last song, when I was your foe, you fought for me. When I didn't think I was worth any, I know these aren't the world words, but that's the best I could do. <laughs> When I didn't feel any worth, you paid it all for me. Oh, the reckless love of God. It chases me down. It fights till I'm found. See, when we sing that, God is not a God up in heaven with a lot of sentiment. He's not up there with a bunch of goose saying, oh, I feel this for you. Good luck. No, when God loves, he moves. Look at this, 1 John 4, 9 and 10. This is how God showed his love. See, how do you show your love? Do the people that you say you love inside your heart, do they know it because you're showing it? Well, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world. He acted that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. When God saw that we had a need, he moved. When you love, you move. A couple other verses, Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. See, he demonstrates it. You can see it that while we were still sinners, Christ died. Because when you love, Jesus goes, let me show you what love. That's at 1 John three sixteen. This is how we know what love is. How do we know what love is? Jesus Christ laid down his life. When you love, you do something. You show it. The love of God moves. Let's all say, for God so loved the world that he gave. He He did something about it. 
Jesus said, my father is always at work. Right now, you're sitting in here and God's actually working. Well, he's love, which we're going to see here in a minute. So he's always moving and he's always working because when you love, you move. And I'll say, it's true. Love is super multifaceted. It is a feeling. Isn't that crazy? Like sometimes you feel love. You just fall in love and you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to be doing this and it's happening to me. And then you have friendship. And friendship is always something, it's two people who find a common thing that draws them together. There's something besides yourselves that woos you to each other. And you kind of just have these warm feelings that you want to be there. But God's agape love, this, this obviously since he created everything, the romantic eros love is of God. This friendship filial love is of God. But agape love is a verb. And God loves so he moves. And here's the second thing. The love of God moves first. The love of God moves first. 1 John 4.19 says this, we love because he first loved us. 1 John 4.10 says this, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. What does that mean? This is fascinating. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. See, because I can just tell you honestly about me. Why do I love God? Why do any of you in this place love God? You know, I, this is why I love him. Because he came to me. I wasn't running after God. I wasn't looking for God. I wasn't trying to be a good person. And so yet God came to me and he loved me. When I, as the Bible says, when I was his enemy, when I was doing things against him, when I wasn't interested at all and wanted to live for myself, God loved me and he came to me. And so you know what that did? That makes me love God. The reason all of us in here, we worship God. Why? We worship you because you're good and you're wonderful and you're awesome. And John says, and that's not love. It's not love that you love God. Go ahead and put that verse back up there just real quick. It's not that, this is not, this is love. Not that we love God. You know what's love? It's that God loved us. That literally when you wanted nothing to do with him, when you were living in ways in the opposite of him, when your actions anger God out of his righteous love, when you were doing that, that's when God loved. See, God's love moves, but it moves first. This is not human love, you guys. We always love people because. And God looks at us and he goes, when you don't deserve it, when you're powerless, when you're to do anything good, when you're ungodly, and when you're a sinner, he goes, that's when I move. Isn't that awesome? See, God loves and he moves first. And this changes everything. So the first thing, if you're going to be, if you and I are going to be healthy in our relationships with other people, okay, then you and I got to figure out how to love first. So the first thing, though, that has to happen is you've got to receive God's love. This love of God needs to pour inside of you. Have you, can you, in this room, have you been, have you, my English is really bad today. I'm glad Susie's not in here. Have you first been loved by God? It was awesome. Um, this week, my beautiful bride turns 50. We're celebrating her 50th birthday. That tells me one thing. I'm really old. All right? So, um, so we had a blast. And uh, yesterday, uh, Susie actually went to Idaho State University, and she played volleyball on a scholarship there. And after 19 years of marriage, I realized I've never been there. 
I've never seen this place. And it was, and it was a really important four years. So for part of her birthday yesterday, I loaded up the kids in the car and one of our dearest friends, Aunt Amy, came with us and we drove two, two and a half hours up to Pocatello, Idaho. And for two hours, Susie just shared stories about her experience while we were there. It was fascinating. And then once we got there, it was super cool. Idaho was playing them. Luther Ellis, who helped, who's the guy who called me to actually start this church, his two boys are playing for Idaho University, and he's coaching up there. So we got to see them, and that was really fun. Susie showed us, it was great, she showed us the rock outside her dorm. The rock. That at two in the morning, when she was wrestling with God, that she sat on and surrendered her life completely to him. That was awesome. And then we ended the day at Elmer's. Elmer's Restaurant Pancake House, where Susie would spend her nights until two or Chris, Chris Codger, he went to Idaho State. You know Elmer's? Yes, Chris went to Idaho State. We, so we sat in Elmer's where Susie would stay up all night long and study him. But the coolest thing is, as she was reflecting, her senior year was really ugly, man. She did a lot of stuff God didn't want her to do. Just rebellious in her heart, not following him. It was super good for my teenage kids to hear that because she looked so great. <laughs> and then we closed out the night and she said, this has been so special for me to be here. She goes, because it was here at Idaho State where I received God's mercy. It's here where I was running against God and God gave me mercy. And then she looked at me and she goes, so that I could give you mercy. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. First service didn't laugh. <laughs> no, but you guys, you know how important that is? She's married to me and I'm messed up and I'm broken and I'm sinful. And if Susie hadn't been sinful and broken and messed up and had God love her first, she could have never possessed the mercy to give me. Does that make sense? Can I tell you this? You will never, I don't believe you could ever really fully and completely have a healthy relationship with another human being unless you can give them mercy. I don't care who you're married to, they're messed up. I don't care who you work with, they're messed up. We get here at church, right? And we all, these are church people, they're really messed up. <laughs> That's what we are. And so can I just tell you, this is huge. God's love moves first. And when he first loves you, you finally have a love to give each other and then you move. Now, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the love of God in us, because this is it. This is where it's all about. 1 John 4, 13, this is how we know that we live in him, and he lives in us. We're going to talk about this. This is amazing. This is how we know that God actually lives in us, can I just say again really quickly to all of you who aren't Christians in here or maybe you're trying to figure this thing out or to all of you who like go to church or you've been to church your whole life. I just talked to a guy a little bit. He went to church his whole life and he never actually knew Jesus ever. 
Do you guys know you can do that? Can I just tell you the differences? The whole difference, the mystery that's been hidden for ages is that God actually wants to put his spirit in us and live inside you. Look at this, Romans 5, 5. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he has given to us. You guys, here's your hope for a healthy relationship. And I do. Every premarital couple, this beautiful couple that I married a little bit ago, when we sat there, I had nothing but hope for you. You know why? Because you guys have received God's love inside your heart through the Holy Spirit. I, people, couples come in and their marriage is broken. There's no hope. Yes, there is. If God's love has been poured inside of you. But that's the message of Christianity that you don't have because Dave's love ain't that great. It's always going to be selfish. Susie's love is wonderful as she is. The only reason she's wonderful is because God's spirit is inside of her. Now, if that's true, if that's what Christianity is, is there broken, messed up people who finally confess and said, God, I can't follow you. And when we confess that sin and we chose to put our faith in Jesus, that we received the spirit of God. If that love is inside of us, then look at this. Number one, the love of God in us makes us move. If God's love has been poured, God's love, as I tried to show you, moves. So if his spirit gets inside of us, we're going to move. Look at this, 1 John 4. Dear friends, since God so loved, moved toward us, we also ought to love and move toward each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love, listen, if we love, if we move toward each other, God lives in us. Come on. How many of you guys spent last week with this conscious uh, uh, understanding that God was living in you? That's fantastic. And, and he's living. That means he's alive, right? Jesus, he's always working. The love of God is living inside of you. And then his love is made complete in us. 1 John 4, 16 and 17. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. See, there it is again. You got to start with, I got to know God's love for me. I got to know that he loves me first. That, and the cool thing is if God is initiating love with you, what's that telling you about God? It means, wow, he's interested in me. He's thinking about me. <laughs> he actually wants to be with me. So we know on that love, we know that love, we rely on that love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we'll have confidence on the day of judgment. Look at this, in this world, in this world, not in heaven, in this world, we're like Jesus. We're like Jesus and Jesus is love, and he moves. I got to tell you, man, I'm so far from this. I, I'm not like, I mean, he's been working on me. I don't have this down. You don't have this down. But I can tell you this, man, I am, like Paul said, I am forgetting everything from the past, and I'm pressing on to take hold of that for which Jesus took hold of me. Je see that again? See what I just said? The verse says, Jesus took hold of you. He moved first. You were drowning, he stuck out his hand to save you, and then you grabbed on and he pulled you out. He took hold of you, and I'm gonna take hold of that for which he took hold of me. And what did he take hold of me for? To love, to move, 
1 John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and truth. If the love of God is in you, you will move. All right? So now, let's get super practical, and let's unpack this thing. How does this work? I'm going to challenge you, first of all, about how to begin a relationship. Okay, we're going to start there. And then secondly, we'll talk about how to do this in a relationship. Super, write down, and God, just speak to us. He'll just, he'll just lead us, and he'll move you on whatever you want to do. How do you begin a relationship? How do you move in that? How, how cool would it be, you guys, if all of us just did what those, those kids did in that coffee shop? Here's the first move I want to challenge you to do. Let's all walk out of here, and no matter where we go, let's actually see the people around us. Now, obviously, it'd be weird, like the old guy said, if I walked in and just said, hey, um, can we play, right? I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that, that's not it. But what would happen if you were simply kind? What would happen instead of just ignoring the people, you actually were kind to them, said a positive word to them, encouraged them? I don't know what it is, but I do know this. If the love of God's inside of us, he's moving, and he could move around our community just by us seeing the people and willing to say kind words. That video is fascinating. Come on, let's all admit it. The only reason we're not like those kids if we're going to get to this is because we're scared to death to do that. <laughs> and if we weren't scared to death to do that, you and I could actually go out and change the world. And you had no idea what he would do. So that's my first challenge you, to move. Get outside yourself when you go out into the world and just be kind to people. Do a random act of kindness for somebody. Pay for somebody's coffee randomly. Freak them out. It'll be awesome. All right. Here's the second thing. Make a move right here at K2. Make a move right here at K2. I, I want to challenge this. We got, what's happening? Hundreds of us walked in here today. What would happen if when we walked in here, we simply saw each other and greeted each other? What would happen if we just saw each other and welcomed each other and just said, man, I see you. You matter. I'm glad you're here. I'm interested in you. And, and let me say, I would say for all of us who make this our home, I want to challenge you to move on Sunday mornings, to not just come and go. Jesus never was interested in us going to church. He was interested in us being the church. And that was his command, love one another. This is all I'm saying, love one another. So when we gather here, let's actually do that. Let's greet each other. Let's, let's love each other. If you want to love Jesus, right? If I ask you, how many of you love Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, cool. So, like, okay, never mind. How do you love Jesus? What is the church? You know what the church is? He gives two analogies that are really important. The first one, he says, the church is my bride. The church is my bride. Can I just tell you something? If you say you love me and you don't love my wife, Susie, you don't love me. You don't. The way you treat my wife is how you treat me. So if you want to love Jesus, then you love his bride, okay? Now, who's the bride? You are. Everyone in this room. And so today... When you love Jesus, that means you come to church, you come to his bride. What's the other, other analogy? It's his body. This is literally his body. And he joins and he connects us to each other. And so I want to challenge you to make a move towards relationship. Because if you love, you move. 
And that could simply just see each other, welcome each other, and love each other, all right? The third thing I want to challenge you about, though, here at K2, is I want to challenge you to move into community. And I do this a lot, but I'm going to make it as strong as I can. Can I celebrate something with you guys? A few weeks ago, uh, Derek gave a message about being in community here. We had 79 people sign up to get in Life Together groups. Yeah, celebrate that, man. That's unbelievable. 79 people moved, went out to those tables, wrote down their names, and said, I want to be in this. Okay, now I'm just going to be super raw with you guys. Most of you still have never shown up. So you took the first step. It was so great. After the first service, I was talking with this th three people afterwards, and this one gal was just kind of head her down. She goes, she goes, yeah, that's me. She goes, I'm going tomorrow. Can I? No, no but, but here's the challenge. I, I know, I know. It is super hard to think about going from this place where you can just come and go and no one even knows if you're here to actually moving into a place where you're going to connect in relationships with other people. Can I just tell you something? I guarantee you this. People who are opening their homes and inviting you to come be with, they are going to love you. They're going to be so glad that you're there. They're going to notice you. You're going to show up on Sundays and be known and cared for. And so I just want to encourage you. I'm challenging you with everything that's within me. Move into relationship here at K2. All right? And here's the last thing I want to challenge you to do. Would you just follow the prompting? I believe with all my heart that when somebody pops inside your head, that God is the one who's putting them inside of your head. There are people that you actually want to be with, that you think about, and yet you never actually initiate time with them. Here's my challenge. I'm challenging you to do this right now. Invite somebody over for dinner. Can you guys do that? Okay, one of, I got one nod here. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, seriously, it's just crazy. Or if, if that's too much, invite them to Starbucks. In, with somebody. Here's what I want to say. Initiate with somebody else. That's all I want to say. Because when God's love is inside you, you move. And people are lonely and people are wondering and we're waiting. We're waiting for the other person to take the move. Why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they texting me? Then just do it. Take the move and initiate. Do just this. Just text. I'm thinking about you. Send. <laughs> I, and, and I said it earlier. I'm not kidding you. I have had my day changed because someone blew me out of the water because they actually let me know that I was on their mind and on their heart. I'm telling you guys, if we would just do that, that could start your relationship. And yes, it's hard, it's scary, it's a risk, but I'm challenging to go for it, all right? Really quickly, let me just hit these. Let's, you, but you also have to move in your existing relationships. You've got to move. Some of, some of your marriages are not healthy today. And part, of, there's lots of reasons, but part of the reason is because nobody's initiating. You're, some of you are so distant from your kids. And the reason is because you have not made a move. Or maybe you did and you got the cold, stiff shoulder because they're teenagers now. And you, you got to go again. And then you got to keep moving. Okay, let me just give you a few things. First of all, somebody's got to initiate communication. Somebody have a conversation. Start it. I'm not talking like just small talk. I'm talking about actually initiate and move. Who's going to do that? If you love, you move. 
So be the person to initiate. Love first. Start the conversation. Some of you, you do need to spend time. You, in your heart, you actually do love your kids. But you can't, they can't think of the last time that you initiated a date night with them or a fun thing with them because you're too busy, got too many things going on. And so you love them, and they think you love them, but I can tell you this, they'd know you love them if you'd initiate and move. So spend time with your spouse, spend time with your kids, don't wait for the other person, spend time with your friends. I'm telling you, Eric Winter, he's been my best friend since we were nine. He lives all the way in Sandy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. If, and I'm telling you, if we don't plan it, we don't get together. We've known each other for 40, over 40 years. And there are times where we wonder if we really love each other because we haven't initiated with each other. That's crazy, okay? Somebody move. That's your challenge today. Go for it. Some of you need to move into conflict resolution. You're sweeping it out of the rug. It's not there. You're just pretending, and your relationship is just going like this. Somebody make the move because when you love, you move. So I want to tell you, there's lots of different reasons we don't move. The first is pretty obvious, right? The truth is sometimes we just don't want to. The truth is I'm not moving because I don't love you. The truth is I'm actually all about, I am more about myself and I'm not interested, okay? Our, when our lives are really about ourselves and it's not about us, I can tell you this, man, you will not have healthy relationships. The only way they happen is that video. We got to be about us and not about ourselves, the other thing is, I've already said it, but I think the other reason we don't move is because we think the other person should make the move, right? How many of us are in that boat? <laughs> I've at least contacted them once. They have never responded. It, it's, I'll be, I, it's, it's crazy to me how many times it's like people go, I sent them a text, and they never get back to me. I can tell you this. If I send you a text and you don't get back with me, I'm going to send you another text. Move! <laughs> Do something! Okay? So do for it. Don't worry for the other person to do it. And sometimes it is. Some of us are way too busy and we're too tired. We're too busy and we're too tired. Come on, you guys. You know this is going to happen. You're going to get there. Your life's going to be over. You're going to stand before Jesus. He's going to paint this beautiful picture. You're going to go, what was I doing? What was I doing? I was too busy to love my kids. I was too lovey to spend time with the person who matters the most to me. Come on, man, some of you, that's you right now. You got to move. And you got to get some other stuff out of your life and say, no, the relationships are the most thing to me. When I love, I'm going to move. But the biggest reason most of us don't move is because we're afraid. Can, can we just, uh, let's just be honest. This is me. Most of the time, I'm afraid, and I'm afraid of your response. And so are you. You were afraid of another person's response. What happens if I actually step out and you reject me? Man, I see this with my teenage kids so hard, right? They step out. They take the risks who want to get together. They get the goofiest. I mean, it's still the same thing. People are still, right? No, I have to wash my hair, you know, whatever the excuse is. But here's what I know. It is a risk. If you initiate, you are setting yourself out there to get rejected. And most of us are scared to death. We're scared to death. What if I step out and do this? and they have no interest being with me, and I don't want to look stupid. In the conflict thing, I am so scared if I walk into this thing that I'm going to get your wrath back. 
and so I don't move. And I want to tell you, man, this fear paralyzes us. When you love, you move. But when you're afraid, you're paralyzed. So look at this, man. The love of God in us drives out our fear. 1 John 4.18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Can I just, I, let me just, I'll close with this. When I don't move because I fear your rejection, or when I hesitate, when I know I should move and I don't, because I'm fearful of the anger or the wrath, okay, the truth is, in that moment, I'm thinking about me more than I am you. Every time you don't move, the truth is you're thinking about yourself, not the other person. So perfect love is the thing that can drive out that fear. The first thing that I'm working on, I am so not there, but I, like, I, like I said before, I am daggum determined to do, by the way, this little girl, she's like seven, comes up to me after the first service. She goes, I, I made this cup for you. And it's got a guitar and a heart. And it says, move, don't be a wuss. That's the book. I'm, I'm putting that in my office. That is gonna... But you know what makes you move and not be a wuss? God's perfect love for you. When you finally know that the God of the universe is interested in you, is for you, he's not against you, that he loves you no matter what, there is a security that drives out if somebody else is going to reject you. So I am trying to root and establish myself in his love because that's going to take away my fear to step out and risk it. But here's the other thing. Perfect love drives out fear. And that's this, that when you know, when you're not moving towards another person, you can just know right now, I don't have perfect love. I don't. My love is not complete because I'm still thinking about me. And so sometimes, you know what you got to do? You got to be like John Wayne. He called courage being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. And sometimes, this is what I'm learning, it's going to be painful. It's going to be scary. But if I say I love you, I will move. And that'll drive out the fear. So the band, come on up, and we're going to close with just one song. One song for us. By the way, the last blank, I'm sorry, I, I, I just included it in the first thing. It says, the love of God in us makes us move first, okay? It does. I'm not going to wait. If I'm going to have healthy relationships, I'm going to be the first one to move. All right? So we are going to sing a fantastic song to end. Here's what the scripture says. The only thing that counts, okay? That's pretty, that's pretty good. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's the only thing that counts to God, okay? So fill, end, end this sentence for me. Faith without action is dead. So again, we can say, I believe in God. I love God. I just don't do what he tells me. <laughs> I love you. I just don't move. Mm -mm. Faith without action is dead. And you express it through love. 
when you love, you move. So I don't know what he's asking you to do, but if you're human today, my guess is you know someplace where by faith you've heard God, the Spirit of God has moved you, either with your spouse, your kids, a coworker, a friend, someone here, Kate, whatever, and he's actually calling you now. He's challenging you to move. And now you have to challenge yourself. You do. You have to stand outside your emotions. You have to stand outside your fears. You have to stand outside what you're thinking. You, who you really are, needs to challenge yourself and say, we're moving by faith. And we're going in because I love. And if I love, I move. All right? That's what you're going to sing in this moment, this final song. You are going to tell God, I'm going to walk by faith, and I'm going to move. All right? So let's stand together, and let's sing it.